0: Hey guys, and welcome to Awe Stories. I'm your host, Amy Green. On each episode, we share conversations of self-discovery and transformation with people stepping into being heroes of their own lives. I hope you leave feeling inspired and motivated in your own journey of self-discovery and continue to seek and find moments of wonder and awe in your everyday life. Guys, today we are talking with Lindsay Kirsch about her journey through an unexpected heartbreak, living with fear and anxiety to her transformation back to herself, stepping into her power and truth with the practices of yoga and meditation. Lindsay is now a coach and entrepreneur supporting others tap into their fullest potential. I can't wait for you to hear more about Lindsay and her story. As always, you can find all the tools, show notes, links, and things we reference on the website at www.abreathoffreshawe.com.
1: Hey, Lindsay. Hi, Amy. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm so
0: excited to be here today. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much again for joining us.
1: No problem.
0: Lindsay, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do in this world.
1: So I have recently left uh, corporate America to embark on entrepreneurship and starting my own coaching and consulting business, and it's been quite a journey to get here, and that's what I'm going to be talking about today. We're so excited to hear it, and I know that sharing our
0: story can be oftentimes super hard and challenging, so I appreciate you sharing your story and stepping into that vulnerability.
1: Thank you. And it it definitely is a scary place to come out and, you know, share different events um, that are very personal in my life. But I also believe that when we share our own stories, we're really helping each other. And the more we can help each other and share our tools and different things that help us get um, past what we're working through, everyone um, benefits from that.
0: I absolutely agree. When we share our own stories, the more we are helping each other. I love that saying. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Can you start to tell us a little bit about your journey and your transformational path and all that has led to where you are today?
1: Yeah, sounds good. So I'm going to go back a few years ago where I was really living a perfect life. I I had a wonderful marriage of six years with a great house in the suburbs. We had wonderful friends and had two young daughters. And I also had this amazing corporate job that was basically my dream job and I honestly could not have asked for anything better to be happening in my life. It just seemed like everything that I was working towards um, was falling into place. It it was it was just how how I could have ever imagined it. And one night um, right before a family vacation, a planned family vacation, the car was all packed to go to a cabin in Tennessee. And it was going to be our first family vacation of my two daughters and my husband and I, and we're all ready to go. And just sitting on the couch, um, I came down and sat on my husband's lap and just said, um, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to go on this vacation. I think it's, you know, it's so great for our family to be able to do this. We're very lucky. And that's when a bomb sort of got dropped on me. Um, my husband as I was sitting on his lap, told me that there was somebody else and that he didn't love me anymore.
0: That truly must have been such a difficult moment.
1: Well, what I didn't know at the time was this was actually one of the best things he could have ever done for me.
0: What a beautiful way to look at pain. So often in our society, I think we avoid pain. Maria Forleo says pain nourishes courage and I love that. But I think it oftentimes is so hard to step into that space of courage and transformation, because that means we have to feel. That means we have to go there. We have to dig deep, and we have to do the work. That can be hard.
1: So it it wasn't um, it wasn't quite so easy stepping into courage yet. Um, I'd say I really became sort of a walking shell. Um, I did not go on the family vacation. I I took, I think, five days off of work, but I really just got back into what I knew to do, which was working really hard and exercising really hard and basically just going to the extreme of everything that I could. So how could I best support my kids? How could I be the best employee and what I was really doing? was just trying to keep everything together on the inside, really trying to control all of the external factors in my life, even though I was really barely holding it together myself.
0: I love on your website, you say, and you talk about the control factor. And you said that you used to believe that you were the controller of your life and that you were only... In power and in control when that was the case
1: yes and and as a result of that of trying to control my future i came down with extreme anxiety and i was having panic attacks on a daily basis and anxiety is like fear of the future and fear of what's going to happen so by trying to control everything and and being unsure of being able to do that um, I just had like all these extreme things start happening to me, um, with the anxiety, with the panic, um, pretending to be okay, but actually being completely disengaged from my life. And and really everything I was doing was just a numbing mechanism when you're a workaholic or you're exercising at the gym really hard. Those are just other types of addiction that you use to numb what's really happening.
0: Wow, I I love what you say that it's just addiction to numb. Um, You know, I I think I want to dig in here because you talked about the fact that you were practicing. And so you had done yoga and you were doing yoga at the time. And so you were moving your body and you had this practice, but hadn't really connected, it sounds like, to those feelings or to the deeper kind of Things that were going on, you were just like you were saying, trying to stay numb and above the fray.
1: Yeah. So coincidentally, um, right after my husband left, I was actually scheduled to have a hip surgery for a tendon that I tore. Within a couple weeks of that, and the I, I still went through with the surgery. And the only exercise that I was approved to do by my doctor was yoga, and I sort of played with yoga in a gym before. And I was a gymnast growing up. So it it wasn't something I'd ever seriously started practicing. But at that point, I needed to do something and I started doing yoga. And what happened was, is I actually started going to yoga, like every single day. Sometimes I would go to yoga twice a day. And I actually almost abused the practice a little bit. Um, rather than than digging into, into me. After a year of practicing yoga, I decided that you know my next step was to go to a yoga teacher training. And I attended that teacher training where we did have to participate in meditation. And at this point, I sort of dabbled in meditation, but quite honestly, it was like a war in my own head of trying to sit still, trying to breathe, I, I really didn't take it seriously. I wasn't even very trying very hard. But during the yoga teacher training, I'm in a room with like 130 people, and I don't really have a choice. <laughs> I have to sort of sit still and participate. And the teacher of the training put on an audio from The Four Agreements. And this was, it's such, it's, it's an amazing book. And I had already read it, so it wasn't new to me. But in that point of sitting still and the the audio that was played, I had a huge realization and I realized that everything had been that had been happening in my life, that it wasn't about me anymore.
0: So it sounds like that was one of the first practices that led you to one of the biggest realizations that you have had so far, that life is bigger than you.
1: Yeah, so I, I at this point, started to examine everything in my life, all of this sort of driving, pushing, forcing that I was doing, how hard that I was working, and how hard I was trying to show everyone else what they wanted to see or what they wanted me to be. And basically, in this few minutes of an audio meditation, I immediately stopped having panic attacks. Truly, what a gift that practice gave you to stop having panic
0: attacks. Wow.
1: And I mean, these were things that I was experiencing on a daily basis where I would go to yoga class and I would have a panic attack in the middle of class. Um, There were teachers and assistants at the studio who knew um, that, you know, during certain things like Don't touch me. Don't come near me. I'm going to keep my eyes open. Um, And all of this really in that one moment just radically shifted for me.
0: I feel like so many of our listeners are going to resonate with that so much, Lindsay. And how many of us go through these days just trying to push past our feelings, push past the emotions and keep going forward only to find the panic, the anger, the tears, all the feelings just laying beneath the surface, coming up as they do. And when we live in our bodies, our bodies are trying to tell us something, right? With the anxiety or the tears or the anger, it's saying, hey, pay attention to me. Something's going on here. Something big is happening. And only is it when we slow down enough that we can really feel and dig into that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the, the transformation, I, I would say this was when I had one of my, my biggest Steps into sort of the Lindsay 2.0, right? Um, from that moment, I then started to begin to witness so much more in in my own life, and especially in my own body. Prior to going to the training, I actually thought I'd re injured a previous injury, even though I was practicing yoga and exercising every day. My body. I, I really didn't I didn't feel a lot like I would get big injuries and, and have pain, but I didn't I didn't really feel it. Um, and it's it's a really hard thing to sort of explain like that. You're injured and you don't feel it. But when I'm in when I was in a practice, I would go through the practice and not listen to what you know my body's saying about it. And then three or four hours later, my body hurts. So. The next turning point came for me during another meditation, um, this one done by Gabby Bernstein during a fear talk in her Spirit Junkie Masterclass. And in this meditation, again, at this point, I'm getting better at meditation. It's something that's more comfortable to me. I had a daily practice. But in this specific meditation, we really dove deep into... Feeling your body and and where your body feels fear and it became so apparent during this meditation of how my body was feeling and why it was feeling that way and it was all related to what I was fearful of in my life and how I'd been numbing out my body signs for all these years.
0: So it sounds like this was really the first time that you were able to connect with your more subtle emotions and the pain that you had been experiencing, and put those two things together—that the emotions and the physical pain were telling you something.
1: Yeah, and and all of that it was was still this like Lindsay trying to meet the expectations of everybody else, and and me always trying to be what everyone else wanted to be wanted me to be versus just just being myself and in my fear was that I was never good enough. And so from this, this meditation, I actually began to start to feel my body again. And I would be in yoga class and really started to pay attention to when I step forward, how does this feel? And, um, do I like it? Do I not like it? And I started to be able to also know, um, be able to take a step back from pushing so hard so just because everyone else does something in class it doesn't mean that i need to if my body's not feeling it that way and over time my body has really started to feel good again for the first time in years i don't have any injuries um i actually haven't been sick in a very like physically sick in a very long time and I've just learned to really trust myself and and trust the way that my body feels and sort of feel safe with it.
0: How amazing that you're able to feel safe in your body again due to these practices. So amazing, so fascinating, and what a gift that is. I think our society tells us and perpetuates these messages of doing more with our bodies or pushing past the pain as you're talking to, or really just ignoring the things that come up and so i find it truly amazing that you were able to settle in to stick with the discomfort tune in and listen to your yeah body. you know
1: it's it's really hard when you are in a gym or you're in a class with other people it is really hard to not look around at other people and yes you can do it and and you cannot look around at other people but that is a practice in itself is to not look around and see what other people are doing and to not judge yourself and that's something that I've had to really work on and it's not something that I'm successful at every single day um, I do go to class and and I see other people who are stronger more flexible doing different things that that I can't do or I can't do yet and you know, it's, it's, it's an ego game, right? Of, of being true to, to what my body is ready to experience that day. And it's not always the same thing as somebody else.
0: Right. So true. And just the permission to be yourself with where you're at, with what your practice is and to not compare, to not push into something that maybe your body's not ready for. And that's okay. Right. So tell us about your daily practices now, Lindsay, and what they look like.
1: So right now I have a daily meditation, journaling, and I'll also say sort of physical movement. Almost every morning, I'm not perfect, but almost every morning I wake up and I will do a five to ten minute meditation. In our in my house, I've actually taken a space that was my ex-husband's and I made it into a meditation closet, or we call it the yoga closet. And (laughs) this is where anyone, either my two daughters or myself, it's a quiet, safe space where we can go in and just, you know, do what we need to do. And I have found that as I've deepened my meditation practice, and I feel like I'm, I'm still such a beginner. I've only been doing this for a couple of years, but to me, meditation has become like a warm, fuzzy blanket. It's It used to be this huge war in my head, and now it's something that I look forward to every morning. And sometimes, again, I even will do maybe more of a recorded meditation in the evening. I've also uh, really picked up a journaling practice where on a daily basis, I select a a mantra or sort of a what what I'm going to really focus on for that day. And I write out the 10 things that I'm grateful for. And starting my day with just these two practices has has been life changing. And it really just it puts it on a positive note. It really sets me up um, for growth. And then I've also added in the, the physical practice, physical movement, and this may come in the form of a yoga class. Um, I really don't go to the gym anymore. I have my own um, gym in my basement of my house. It may even just be going for a walk or doing something with my girls, um, but really feeling, feeling my body, using my body in some type of physical way.
0: I can only imagine how having a daily practice or having these as daily practices has allowed you to be able to just come back to yourself, back to your attention again and again every single day. So what does it look like, Lindsay, when you forget to do a practice or fall off the horse with the daily practices?
1: Um, totally all the time. (laughs) And I do have a quote in the yoga closet that each day we begin again, and it's what we do today, which matters most. So one thing that has been a huge lesson for me in all of this is what I did yesterday. I can release that. I can forgive myself for it if I forgot to do something or maybe I yelled at my kids too much and I feel bad. Um. I I need to to release that and and sort of be be done with that and not carry that over into the next day, because what we do today matters most. So if if every single if I keep forgetting to meditate, I'm not going to beat myself up about it anymore. Um, I just start again. And and that starts with with right now. And it doesn't even have to wait until tomorrow. It just starts with what is the intention for right now and start now. That's so beautiful. Just to
0: begin again every day. So, what would you describe your life like at this point, Lindsay?
1: I feel um, so excited about my life. I, I feel like I've just been saying how excited I am, but <laughs> but honestly, I've really taken the the vision that that I had as a little kid of being able to create a a life and work life and like actually living as one in the same. And I've really developed that for myself. So what I do for my work, and what I do to feel like I'm living my life is is one of the same. And it's really an exciting place to be. Um, I'm very passionate about what I'm doing. And really helping individuals dive deep into their own being and identifying their own strengths, values, opportunities so that they can feel empowered to live the life they dreamed of as a little kid too. I love
0: that you've been able to make your work and your life meld together in this beautiful way and then offer it back to others as a gift to help them transform their lives.
1: And you know, I I think when For me, as I've taken back, I sort of say that I've taken back my own freedom. I've come back to who I really am and, and what my purpose is. And by doing so, my life just feels so free. I feel like all this weight has been lifted off of my shoulders. And it's just a really wonderful place to be and a wonderful way to be living.
0: It sounds like you've been really able to utilize these practices and develop these practices in a way that have transformed your life, but also then come back to them every single day so that you have these grounding practices to start your day from, enter into, and come back to when we have those harder moments, when we have those more challenging moments because it's life, right? Every day, something's going to come up that's going to challenge us, and what do we do?
1: Yeah, and... I definitely I don't want to say that that doesn't ever happen because it does. Like life is up up and down all the time. But what really matters is what you do when you hit those obstacles, when you hit the ruts in the road, like what do you re- what do you do? How do you react to that? And for me, that is what those practices have helped me create is a place that I can come back to and I can start over and I can release and just come back to being me.
0: Right, going back to what you said earlier, it's what we do today that matters most. So just beginning again today with where we're at. Lindsay, can you tell us who have been some of the biggest influencers or teachers in your life?
1: So I would definitely say um, the, the type of yoga that I do is Baptiste Power Vinyasa and the the founder baron baptiste who is the 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 teacher for all of my teachers and all of the 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 yoga studio that i practice are all trained by by baron and his teachers and that entire community has been has been amazing to me and there are so many people that you know whether they're a teacher or they're an assistant or they're just a friend who puts their yoga mat next to mine, that is a huge community. And then also uh, Gabby Bernstein's community of spirit junkies, again, is the people who I have met and become friends with. We talk on a daily basis, and and they're also part of my toolbox. Is is having these amazing, awesome, inspiring people. All around me. so I'm really grateful for what Baron and Gabby have created from a community level, whether it be you know the great teachers sort of at the top. I don't want to put them on a pedestal, but they are pretty awesome and they've really you know the the values and what they have instilled in their own teachers has made a huge impact in my life.
0: It sounds like it. What would you tell a listener? or where would you tell a listener to start in terms of the practices that you ground into? What would be a starting practice or a beginner's practice that would be tangible for someone
1: who wanted to start today? That is such a great question. So I guess it it sort of depends um, if you want something that you can do at the comfort of your own home or you want to get out in your community. And a lot of that just depends on your personality. Um, there are so many different resources online that if you're interested in trying meditation I think we're going to make a resource page and I'm going to share some of the resources that that I started with and what I listened to online and then there's also within your community dive into it a, a lot of a lot of cities have, places where there are group meditations, that there are yoga classes. If you want to be able to actually go somewhere and be with people, there there are places all over the place. You just need to you know Google and, and search for those. And I also encourage you to try something more than once. The first time you go to a yoga class, it may not be the best feeling. It, it may not be awesome at first. It takes a few tries. And there's also so many different ways of doing things. I don't know how many types of yoga there are. Amy, I don't know if you have any idea, but there's like a million. <laughs> there's there's so many different ways to do yoga. There's like nice, calm, relaxing, sleep-like yoga, and there's very athletic, powerful yoga. And it's like just find the one that works for you. And it's the same thing with meditation. There is so many different types of meditation and different ways that you can experience that and and try something a few times and then try something else and, and see how it goes for you.
0: That was my experience too, Lindsay, of just having to try a few different yoga studios, a few different spaces, places, teachers, and just all the different things and figure out what works and felt best for me, what felt best to move in my body and find that right community thank you so much for sharing that advice and where to start would you share with our listeners where they can find out more about you and connect with you
1: you can find out more about me at my website which is www.lindsaykirsch.com i also have a facebook page linkedin page and instagram account
0: thank you so much for being with us today we love our listeners and we so appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to awe stories. As always, you can find the show notes from this episode and more at www.abreathoffreshaw.com. We hope that you will leave feeling more motivated and inspired in your journey of self-discovery. And as always, find more moments of wonder and awe in your everyday life.